This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle. Get in on the conversation at 866-979-ESPN. Now here's your host, the professor, John Clayton. And good morning, everybody, here on a Saturday. We got a little shorter show today. Washington State has a 12.30 game, so 10.30 is going to be the Washington State preview preview show. So we're here till 10.30. And so in the meantime, we'll take your phone calls at 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. And again, Dave Grosby will join us now at 9.30, not as usual 10.30, because again, 10.30, we're going to be off the air. So give us a call, 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's get started with some headlines. Well, Washington was able to pull off a victory, a close one over Arizona uh, last night. So that's good in the standpoint that Washington was able to get the win, which is so important for them. And so that's encouraging as far as the Seahawks. I mean, they still are fighting the injury trend. I mean, they say that they think that Daryl Taylor is going to be back, but he missed practice yesterday. They say they think Alex Collins is going to be back, but he missed practice yesterday. So we'll see where that goes. Seahawks take on the New Orleans Saints. And Saints, maybe as late as today, may have a lot of roster moves. They have seven players that are designated to come back from the injured reserve list. And so we'll see how that goes and see what roster moves are going to be made. As far as other things in the National Football League, I mean, you still have the investigation going on right now. Uh, nothing's happened as far as, you know, the Washington football team. You know, they've already got the $10 million fine and all those different things. And they got all the crazy stuff going on with uh, John Gruden, uh, who obviously has lost his job, is no longer the head coach. So we'll see how ultimately that heads out. And those are our headlines. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to JB in Renton. Hey, JB. Hey, Mr. Clayton. How are you doing on this fine Saturday morning, my friend? Good. How are you? Oh, doing just great. Just great. It's, it's football weather. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah it is. Definitely. It is. It, it definitely is. You know, hey, you were talking about, you know, that injury reserve list mm-hmm. has kind of saved some teams. It has. Right? Particularly the Saints. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you think about it. They got about 12 guys that was on that reserve list. Mm-hmm. Are they getting seven of them back? Well, they're, they're probably we'll, we'll find out today. I mean, but, uh, yeah. they're, you know, they're not getting Mike Thomas back. That's not going to happen. No. They're not going to get Mike Thomas back or Teran Armstead. No. Now, Dave Alnumata comes off of suspension next week. Uh-huh. But they, they're not going to get a lot of – they're not going to get well, three of the key But they, may get, they, they, they could get Marcus Davenport back. and Yeah. Quan Alexander. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Smith. Right. Tim Crawley. <laughs> you want to keep talking about it? Well, and, and that's yeah. the thing. It's like they, they have the worst – as of today, now, again, it's going to be fixed as Daquan Smith comes back – They'll have the, they have the worst receiving team in the National Football League. You know, basically yeah. they're, they're up there with you know three uh, undrafted guys, and I think that of those three undrafted guys, that uh, the most that anybody's caught is thirteen passes. Yep, yep. They they run into they're both of their uh, receivers are well, three of their receivers you're right are undrafted. Kenny Stills uh-huh. is there. He's the only one that's not undrafted, but I mean, getting a free cross might be a help. <laughs> right, right. Right now. Especially if you don't know if Jason Hill is going to play. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you wait on the see if Deontay Harris is going to play, too. Right. That's another situation. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of if, ands, and buts until Monday night. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. They got a yeah. They, the one thing it is is that when I was when I was telling you the injury reserve allowing you to let those guys come back after three weeks. Com- yeah, compared to what it was back then, mm-hmm. where you couldn't you couldn't allow them to come back. They were gone for the year, right. regardless. So I think it's saving a lot of teams as far as getting guy. If a guy can come back during the season, they can come back and play for your team. Mm-hmm. That, that was a pretty that was a pretty smart move to me on the NFL because baseball and basketball, you come back, you can come back and play. You know, football was allowed you out for the year. Right. I, yeah. But, you know, so it remains to be seen how many of them come back. Because they got, like you said, they're going to have to do a lot of roster moves before they come here. Right. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm projecting they'll be here tonight or something, right? Yeah, they're flying in today. Yeah. They're flying in today for that. Because yeah. Sean Payton likes to have a Sunday practice if it's going to be a Monday night game. He likes to have it in the city where he's having the game. And then, ironically, they're going to—they're not going to fly out after the game. They're going to stay till Tuesday. Oh, they're going to stay on the on the West Coast till Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because they got a game the next Sunday against Tampa Bay at home, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Tuesday is normally a, is not normally a. a um, a work day in the NFL as far as just film study, right? Pretty much Unless it's an off day, study. yeah. It's, I mean, some teams do some stuff on Tuesday, but yeah, mo- mo- most times you'll come back, you'll have meetings on Monday, then you'll have Tuesday off, and then start to practice on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Thursday game, Mr. Clayton, right quick, the Thursday game, do you feel, because I look at Denver, Denver lost a few key players out there Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, don't you think that's a little too close to be playing football right there, that quick, in that quick of a turnaround? It is, but Thursday Night Football gets, you know, 13 million viewers, at least this past week, even though it wasn't a great matchup. But again, 13 million viewers, and you make money on it. I mean, you're going to make, like, uh, you know, at least on, on the last contract, it was like $650 million for the season and ultimately you know uh it, with amazon or whoever is going to come in and you know pick up that game it's going to be probably a billion dollars and so uh whether it's right whether it's wrong whether it's good for the players or bad for the players owners don't care they want the money yeah true yep that's understandable i hear what you're saying it's all about the greenbacks yeah but hey let's go to some of these games kansas city at tennessee uh-huh. now, tennessee goes out there Plays Buffalo, like, I mean, looked extraordinary. Yeah. I mean, Derrick Henry is just a man amongst himself. He's amazing. I mean, you ever, you ever saw a, a running back, you can stop him for two-yard loss. You can stop mm-hmm. him for two-yard gain, three-yard gain, then he busts you for 100 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, just it, it, how do you see this turning? Can Kansas City defense do something? Well, I mean, Kansas City, I think it's a better team. I don't think any question. Their defense is not playing well, which is not going to bode well trying to stop Derrick Henry. It's not going to bode well stopping Julio Jones and Ryan Tannehill and all that stuff. But again, they have Patrick Mahomes. They have the better quarterback. And so many times, the better quarterback is going to be able to take advantage and win the football game. Now, Mahomes has to cut down on his interceptions because you know he's had like 13 in the last 14 games dating back to last year and so he's got to cut down on the mistakes but again i still think you know kansas city's the better team and tennessee still can't stop anybody on third down 
True. That's understandable. The only thing I say about Patrick Mahomes, do you think defensive coordinators have caught up to some of the, the, the you know, the little awkward passing, uh, passing uh, that he does? Some, but do not all. Think? Yeah, I mean, to me, they've not, caught up to some things, but, you know, he's the one making mm-hmm. the mistakes, and so now it's a matter of him cutting down on the mistakes. Yeah, yeah, and it's a matter of Steve Spagnuolo getting that defense to be able to hold up to. Also, yeah. I mean, the, I think they score. They 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 don't score like they were scoring in bunches, right? Where it just it just put another team in a bad predicament. Uh-huh. Now they're starting to get caught up in those situations where other teams can hang around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and get with them as far as that's concerned. You were talking about the Washington football team with the situation right now going on over there. And the quarterback situation, would it behoove them to look at Cam I don't know. I mean, you know, he's now vaccinated, so that puts him in a better position. But there was no, I mean, I know that Washington has already come out and said publicly they're not going to do anything with Cam, even though Ron Rivera coached him in in Carolina. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they like Taylor Heineke. They're waiting for uh, certainly uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick to come back. But their big thing isn't the quarterback thing. It's the it's the, the defense. I mean, defense has gone from the second best in football to the second worst. You know, you know, I'm going to tell you something about that defense, Mr. Clayton. I think their defense is predicated solely on that front four. Yeah, agreed. I, I, I think people were looking at that. They look at that front four, and they're like, oh, God, they got the best defense. That, but when you turn around and look at the back half of that defense, uh-huh. do, you, do you think they're good on the back half? I think they're talented enough in the secondary, but then they've got problems overall. Like, for example, Landon Collins, the uh, cornerback, or I mean, the safety, the safety. they're now putting him at linebacker because he's done such a job at the safety position. I'm not sold under yep. linebackers. I thought William Jackson was going to help them out at the cornerback position when they signed him. But, uh, you know, things aren't working right now. You look at Landon Collins, which is a, a good point you just brought up. A lot of teams catch him in, in, in coverage, uh-huh. and, they, and they tend to take advantage of it. Right. So that's why maybe you know moving him at linebacker, trying to get him close to the, to the line of scrimmage, is what they think you know, might be his better attribute. Yeah, but, but he he doesn't he, like it. He's upset about that. Well, I mean, his, Mr. Clayton, I can catch him in coverage, man. When I go when I when I go to eleven personnel, I can catch him out there in coverage. Yeah. I, that that's that's my mismatch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Agreed. So, yeah, I put me a little quick and slot receiver right in the middle and just tell him take him take him for what you know. Uh-huh. Landon Collins is, is easy picking. That that's one of his issues. Mm-hmm. That, you know, as far as that's concerned, but Miami, the scream about Deshaun Watson. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I think they're 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 talking, but they have to be protective because again. You know, Houston is still trying to drive a hard bargain. I mean, obviously, they're not going to get three number ones and two number twos, but uh, I think they do want to get rid of his salary, get rid of him, do something. But, again, I, I can't trust Houston to do anything. I think they're the worst-run team in sports. I agree. I agree on that. Game of the week, Mr. Clayton, Baltimore mm-hmm. and the, the the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Can you believe you're saying the Cincinnati Bengals no. is going to be in the game of the week? No, particularly you know after last year where they were so bad and uh, they're so young, but they've done a good job. We'll see if they can make it continue. Yeah, you know, you know, you're looking at them particularly not just on the offensive side, but the defensive yeah. side. They're they're playing some pretty good football on their defense. They are. Side of the ball. Yeah, yeah. They've they're impressive on that side. 
yeah, they've improved the pass rush and they got some good things going into secondary. So yeah, overall, I mean, I think they're they're definitely the surprise team in the NFL. Baltimore's got to be surprising, Mr. Clayton. Oh, yeah. guys on the injury reserve, I mean, mm-hmm. my word. I didn't think they, they could survive that, but they did. Three running backs, and, their left tackle, their left guard. I mean, they've had so many injuries. And, and look where they're at right now. I know. They're, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, they're, they're, this game, I, I just can't believe it, Mr. Clayton. This game is going to be the, for the division leader. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's amazing. <laughs> It's but crazy. It, 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 <laughs> you think the Colts uh, can, can start getting back on track, Mr. Clayton? I think it's I, I think it's going to be too late. You know, losing yeah. losing those uh, four games early, I think puts them in such a bad spot. And you know, and again, the margin of error with their injuries and things like that make it very very tough. I think they it's can win this tough. week. Yeah. Oh, against the Forty ers Yeah, I think they can. Yeah. They're getting back Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Right, that's correct. But I yeah, mean, they, they, Trent Williams won't be able to play, and oh, the left oh, tackle okay. that could be a that that could be a problem. Yeah, that could be a problem. The Vegas Raiders looked look pretty good without they did. John Gruden. So I know. I was impressed. I know they did look good. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, JB, thank you for the phone call. Mister Clayton, you have a fine fine day, and enjoy the game Monday night, sir. Okay, sounds good. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Give us a call. Let's go to Raider Jim. Hey, Jim, how are you? I'm doing good this morning, John. How are you? Oh, good. Oh, good, John. Well, John, it's not so good for the NFL, in my opinion. It looks like Congress wants to now. Oh, isn't that ridiculous? Con- concentrate well, I on getting I, the... I, I think it's interesting that, uh, you know, they sent Goodell a nine-page yeah. letter. They said the NFL has one of the most prominent platforms in America, and its decisions can have national implications. I mean, we both know that. Yeah. But, but you know, ostensibly now Congress wants to get access to those 650,000 emails. Quote, mm-hmm. to fully understand this workplace conduct, end quote, to help them craft legislation designed to, quote, address toxic work environments and workplace investigation processes, end quote. I mean, look, this audit without a report in hard copy by the NFL, it's just a sham, John. Mm-hmm. I mean, the NFL apparently hired this firm, Vestry and Light, and it was spearheaded by attorney Beth Wilkinson. She only made a verbal presentation of her findings to a select group of NFL authorities. And after a year-long review, they merely slapped the owner of the Washington football team, Dan Snyder, with a $10 million fine and right. required him to walk away from day-to-day operations. Yet, they allowed either covertly or through other means a hit job on Gruden. This in no way excuses Gruden's reprehensible behavior, John. Uh-huh. But to me, it brings up two issues. First of all, why did the NFL wait uh, four weeks into the season uh, to do this to the Raiders organization when they concluded the review in July? And then what about these 40 victims out there? They have no justice. They're still left wanting, John. Right. No, I, I mean, uh, what's happened with the results of that's terrible. But why does Congress need to get involved with this? Uh, well, okay, so I've, I've worked for various organizations, including government organizations at a very high level. 
And when Congress gets involved, you know, it's not necessarily a good thing. No. I mean, it's rarely, if ever, good if an industry or business enterprise or an individual is held to account where they have to come before Congress. It's rarely a good thing, John. Uh-huh. And there, and if Congress gets involved, you know, uh, Goodell's Goodell's going to be in trouble. And and the other, and so the double. Let's get back to this double standard. So look, I read an interesting article in some other forum and. The, um, how they hold people to account when it comes to coaches or when it comes to players. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's a double standard when it comes to owners. And, I mean, that makes perfectly good sense if you think about it, how the NFL is structured. Who uh, does Goodell answer to? He doesn't answer to you or me. He answers to the owners. Right. And so they're the ones that basically employ him. Mm-hmm. And, and they think he's doing a good job. I mean, I think he just got a raise last year, didn't he? He did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so he's basically, you know, and then the the, the other emails between um, uh, Allen and Jeff Pass, the uh, chief counsel for the NFL. It, it, he seemed to poo-poo issues. In fact, he seemed to be like uh, discounting and minimizing the stuff about what's going on with the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's all. No, again, I'm, I'm I'm not supporting Roger Goodell and the NFL on this. At and the, again, it's, even in this case, Roger Goodell doesn't have the voice. It's the owners that have the voice. And right exactly. the, right now, the owners are protecting the owners. It's not good, but it is no. what it is. But then, what, what what about Mark Davis? They've got a they've got a new market in Las Vegas. He moved that team successfully uh, from Oakland when his father could never do that. Uh huh. His father never was able to do that. He did it masterfully. In fact, I think that's probably the thing that he succeeded at the best as an owner, is he's uh-huh. moved that franchise and looks to be on, on a good financial footing. Mm-hmm. But, other, but otherwise, some of these other decisions leave a lot to be desired. Even so, what are the owners doing against Mark Davis? That's what I want. What, 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 what should they do against Mark Davis? I mean, it's like you know he finds out about the Gruden stuff. Maybe it took him a couple extra days, but he ended up firing him. I mean, he did what well, he was supposed to do. Him. He should have fired him. He should have yeah. fired him earlier, though. But ah, it's he, like, you fire him when you fire him. You, well, he found out about the information at least by Thursday. Okay, before well. it came to light in the, in the, in the, in the Wall Street yeah. Journal. He had the information. He, and I don't know why he waited so long. I mean, that's just not good. So, so you, and, you, you want Mark Davis disciplined for firing him, uh, not firing him, four, four days early. I mean, come on. No, I don't, and that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that I think Mark Davis felt as though his hand was being forced. Yeah, it was. Okay? And 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 because and then the only reason that other emails got leaked out to the New York Times on Monday is because Davis didn't make a decision. Mm-hmm. And he, and according to Mayock, he was doing his due diligence, whatever that means. And so on the one hand, I think Davis made the wrong move by not moving. Quickly enough, in my opinion. Look, if if you if you have a, if, if you're if you're a boss, John, and you have an employee who's doing this, you, don't you fire him? <laughs> well, no. What you do is you bring him in, you talk well, to yeah. him, and then you, yeah. you think about it for a few days. And you know they did have a game going on, so it's like okay, sure. let's get through the game. They got through the game, and they fired him. Sure. He got fired. Well, that's yes, what got that fired. what was needed to be done, and that's what they did. But John John Gruden. Uh, was a public figure. Mm-hmm. Each of these coaches are a public figure, right? And they 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 represent the organization, 
And why did Mark Davis think that he had to wait? Probably because he thought the owners were doing this to him. Okay? No. That's probably, what, probably what's going I think, on here. I think you're reading too much into it. Am I? Yeah, you are. Okay. I thought I'd bring it out, though, John. Yeah, but you're reading Look. too much into it. It's like, hey, you, you, they, they took a couple extra days. They thought about it. They fired him. They did the okay. right thing. Hey, thank you for the phone call. Okay, John. Take care. All right, thanks. Let's go to Mike in Renton. Hey, Mike. Morning, John. Morning. How are you? Good. How's Pat doing? Didn't have a good night. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but she wasn't feeling well enough, so we couldn't go to Friday night date night. So. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, John. Yeah. Hey, John, I got a question for you. I know you're mm-hmm. a Pittsburgh guy like me. Right. You follow pit football? Not closely. I used to, but not now. I, yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't spend a lot of time following colleges as much as I should, but there's only so much time in a day. Yeah. They got a quarterback over there called Kenny Steels or Kills. And from what I see and heard about him, he's pretty good. He's up for Heisman. Mm-hmm. And what's your take? Do you think he can play in the NFL? I, I, I know nothing about him. Oh, you know nothing about him? I've not seen him play. Yeah, he, they, they play today. They play, clip, they, uh, they play Clemson back in Pittsburgh. Okay. Today, so it should be a pretty good game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check that game out. Mm-hmm. Hey, John, did you happen to watch the Seahawks Steeler game? Sure did. Boy, now, again, remember I'm doing, I'm doing this. I did the Steelers sidelines from home, but I did it, did a Steeler, you know, the, the sidelines. Yeah. Boy, I can't believe it. Geno Smith outplayed Ben in all phases of that mm-hmm. game. Yeah, oh, he I did. Uh, he's a backup. He outplayed him. I couldn't believe what I'm seeing. And I turned around and looked at my brother. I said, there's no way Banker could play next year. No. His skills have diminished. Mm-hmm. He's like a sitting duck. He can't even move. No, he, well, he's never really been. I mean, he's been able to you know, roll out right, roll out left, do all those different things. But certainly he's more restricted right now because you know he's older and he doesn't have that ability to move around. I got a question for you, John. Yeah. How come Matt Canada don't try to figure out to get Najee Harris the ball more, like get him out? You know, like gadget plays into round. Because um, he can catch the ball, he can also yeah, run. Yeah. He should try to establish the running game. Well, they, they've tried at different times in the last couple of weeks, but they're not doing it enough. But, uh, yeah, I, I think you can see there is an emphasis right now to try to run the ball a little bit more. Yeah, it's very frustrating when they just, just I mean, you can only pass so much. When you pass yeah. over 20 times a game, you're asking for trouble. Mm-hmm. Well, it's when you pass for more than, uh, you know, more than more than 40, 45 or you know more than fifty five percent. If you start to pass sixty forty like the Seahawks did last year, and at times the Steelers have done this year, it ends up hurting more than helping. Yeah. Hey, one other quick thing, John. Yeah. My my sister in law wanted me to ask you this. She wanted me to ask you if the Seahawks don't make the playoffs, do you see lots of major changes? Yeah, I, I see changes. I don't know about. It. How many? But it's going to be definitely a bunch of changes. I mean, you know, it could be a change in defensive coordinators. Or obviously, there's not going to be a change in head coach. Uh, clearly, you know, Russell Wilson will be back at quarterback. But you know, there'll be changes, no doubt about it. I mean, because they got to fix up the secondary. You know, make things right on. You know, getting more depth in the offensive line. Yeah, there, there's got to be some changes if you don't make the playoffs. Yeah, you think they'll beat New Orleans Monday night? I don't know. I'm not confident. Not. Yeah. Are you confident? Well. I don't know. I'm worried about that defense they yeah, got. Yeah, I am too. Too many, too many holes. 
Yeah, I agree. Hey, thank you for All the phone right. call. Thanks, John. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Chris in Tennessee. Hey, Chris. Hey, John. How's it going today? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you. Um, You follow much SEC ball? Not, uh, I mean, you know, it's easier to follow than all the other conferences, but uh, I try to you know, look at it. But, again, I, I, I spend so much time covering the NFL, it's hard for me to do too much in college. Okay. Uh, my first take was Matt Corral to Denver. What do you think? What do you think he brings to the table over there? Who, who's that again? Matt Corral out of Old Miss. Okay. You, uh, you to see the Denver Broncos. Huh? Like, I mean, I just think it's tough for a college coach uh, to to go into the NFL. Uh, because again, you have so much more authority in college. You have so much more control. The pay's still good. All those different things. And also, if you're an NFL team and you're going to, you know, hold on to your coach till the end of the season, you're not going to have a college coach come in after January. So I think it's I think it's going to be tough. All right, second one. What happened to my Buffalo Bills the other night? Well, I mean, again, they were right. Uh, there to try to at least tie the game, and they made a stupid decision. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I, I mean, everybody seems to be in, enamored with the idea of going for fourth down conversions, and certainly the numbers are up. The numbers have been reasonably successful, but I thought that was a bad move. And then they take the, the tact of you know, trying to go up the middle when Jeffrey Simmons is the defensive tackle, and he ends up stuffing the play. I mean, you know, they had a chance to win in overtime or go into overtime, but they elected not to do it, and they lost the game. Their, their, their defense did not have a good game. We have to agree on that. Obviously, their offense did well because they got the 31 points, but, uh, you know, they just were uh, – you know, off in some ways, but again, what, what what did you think about the fourth down conversion? I I I kind of agree with it. I mean, it's fifty fifty, you know. But uh, no, I agree. They they should have kicked it. They should have played for overtime. But I think McDermott was considering the factors that Henry was starting to heat up, and his mm-hmm. defense was uh, was getting trashed. Um. But I didn't like the way that Allen started out in shotgun, right. and then when he went under center, he 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 took it. It, it looked odd. He didn't look like he was settled under center. He mm-hmm. took this snap too quick, and also Deion Dawkins got completely blown out. He got pushed right into Allen. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I think they should have handed it off, or if I think Allen of all things should have did a bootleg. Yeah, agreed. Rolled out to his right, faked the handoff, roll out to his right. I think he could have walked into the end zone. Plus, I mean, you have they to were look... going right up the middle. <laughs> Plus, you have to look at their history. I mean, it's like this season, you know, they've not been a good red zone team. So now you have not a good red zone team, you know, down near the goal line trying to go for something, and they failed. It's like, hey, you know, get better in the red zone and then do it. But I, I, I just, I, yeah, I, I'm getting tired of all these coaches that think, okay, everything's fourth down, let's go for it, let's go, let's go, let's go, and you're, 
you know, what, what, what's going to cost you if you fail? Well, in the case of the Buffalo Bills, it costs them the game. Yeah, in the red zone, those we all know those windows are tight. Yeah, those lines are stacked. Uh, I mean, it's it's extremely extremely hard to get in there, especially inside the ten when when the uh, when the field really shortened. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were they were on like I believe the three or something right. or the five right around there. Um, no, they I, I agree. I, I would have kicked the field goal, but I also I, I take into heavy consideration that the defense uh, was getting. Uh, you know, pounded mm-hmm. all game, but um, I mean, you got to have faith somewhere. Yeah, and, and it's Allen like you, you, you know, you, you, who you, says you, that you, Allen couldn't, you know, take him downfield on the uh, if they receive and score a winning touchdown. Well, you, you, would you would you you agree with me? I'm sure you will. It's like okay, do the Bills have a better team than Tennessee? And the answer is yes. Do the Bills have a better quarterback? With Josh Allen over Ryan Tannehill, as good as Ryan Tannehill is, the answer is yes. Take your chances in overtime. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense right there. I mean, I agree with you on that, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I think if they ever come into this situation again, I think uh, McDermott kicks for three. <laughs> He should. I mean, because I think he made a mistake. It cost him a game. It may come back to ultimately hurt them and the seedings and all that stuff. And the, the the stakes are too high. And if you're not a good red zone team, why are you going for a red zone fourth down? Correct. Um, you think the Bills see the Titans again in the uh, playoffs? Maybe because again, very possibly because you know it had to be more in the second round because I think the Bills are going to be a pretty high seed. Tennessee should win the AFC South and they'll be the fourth seed of the four teams. But uh, you know ultimately that would have to be in the second round and you know they've met before. Buffalo's handled them, done the different good thing. So it's like you know I think that they have a chance to meet again. Uh, we'll see how Derrick Henry is going to be by the end of the season. But the guy is just amazing. Yes, he he is an amazing product of the NFL. Derrick Henry is is a Jim Brown uh with 6'4 height and 270 weight and Mm -hmm. 424 speed. Yeah, no, I mean, he is an absolute beast back there. No doubt. Hey, thank you for the phone call. Thanks, Chris. All right, John, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Let's go to Malcolm in Seattle. Hey, Malcolm. Good morning, John. Good morning. Um, um, I am a loyal Houston Texans fan, but I've been living in Seattle for quite a while. Right. Um, but not calling about Houston. Calling about um, the necessity or the feel of the necessity for Seattle fans and yourself to fire um, Ken Norton Jr. Um, you know, there was a lot of hype around him when there was the Legion of Boom. And what's changed the players? So mm-hmm. it's not the coach. Um, so and then on top of that, um, well, the GM. So if he needs better players, then it's the GM's job to fill those spots with better players. And lastly, um, I think this is a problem we have with uh, African American coaches. Speaking of my Houston Texans, we have three or four former head coaches that are on that staff that should be head coaches in the NFL 
where other guys are getting second and third chances. Um, so, so that kind of plays into it as well. But primarily, the coach has been a good coach, and now that the defense isn't doing too well, and it's because the personnel, he want you guys want him fired. So, can you touch on why you feel that way? I don't feel that way. I don't think he should be fired. Well, uh, well three calls ago, um, someone called and asked, well, what changes were going to be made if Seattle doesn't um, make the playoffs? And your response was, well, I think uh, the uh, defensively coaching changes. Yeah, a- a- after the season. After the season. Not now. Right. right. I mean, you, right. you got so many, so you got so many people right now. And, again, there's not enough black head coaches there's not enough black defensive uh, defensive and offensive coordinators in this league and so i support the idea you give you know more black coaches the opportunity and again you know ken norton jr currently has the opportunity but again if it's not working then after the season you make a change it's no different than tom cable uh when tom cable was struggling in the last couple years with the offensive line that they made a change but that's after the season, not now. You got so many people right now that say fire and fire and fire and fire them. It's like no. It's like I don't see. I don't think that's a wise thing to do because again, who is going to replace him? Who? Well, I mean, right right now the assistant fine. the assistant uh, defensive coach top is a defensive line coach. Okay, I just think that you know he's been fine all these years. And um, maybe not great, but fine. Yeah. And nothing's changed but personnel. The coach hasn't changed. Uh-huh. That's a fact. Right. Agreed. So, yeah, so, thank so, you. Hey, thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Irish Mankey. Irish Mankey, how are you? Hello, Mr. Clayton. Fantastic. We have a big, big game today, you know. And who who is Notre Dame playing? Tom Little School from Southern California. Oh, okay. I think they're called what the USC Trojans. Or that that would like be their that? name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great series, greatest mm-hmm. historical series of any college football program. Well, I mean, well, um, intersectional. Yeah, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that. It's like uh, you know, well, what about any time Alabama plays somebody? Uh, no, inter- is, no, is Alabama better than Notre Dame? Like they don't. They don't have the history. Do you, oh. do you know that Newt Rockney, yeah, yeah, by traveling on train across the country, mm-hmm. was the first college program to actually do that and go play a school on the West Coast, who oh. happened to be USC, right? And they did happen to play in the Rose Bowl at that time, mm-hmm. which was the big venue for, uh, you know stuff games since football college football then right and they've been playing them ever since other than last year uh-huh so no it's the greatest ever mr clay come on uh-huh. you've got newt rockney mm-hmm. coaching what made what made tragically of course he died young but right what what made rockney so special is he was a genius in marketing the football program mm-hmm. his his idea of where college football was going was was way ahead of time, and 
And he understood that by going across the country, he was creating something special, which he did. Yeah, well, good, good, good for Newt and good for Notre Dame. But well, uh, yeah, that's why you've got to listen to him once in a while. They're no, the greatest, Mr. Clayton. I don't have to, huh? huh? So, Mr. Clayton, you, I know you like numbers. Yeah. So, uh, the, some uh, Irish uh, seven um, different players have intercepted balls. This is the defense now. Right. Uh, in, in, so far in, in six games. There's this kid, Fossey. He's, he's a defensive end. Uh, he's, had a, he's like eighth in the country with a sack every game for sure, and that's only going to increase with this kid as the schedule goes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had ten interceptions uh, tied for fifth in the country. Uh, they've had third. Now, this is a great number here. They've had 36 straight. Uh, wins against un- unranked teams against the spread, Mr. Clayton, for those uh-huh. gamblers out there. And since USC is unranked, they're going to win today and make it 37 straight games. Well, we'll see. And then, of course, the other reason, the real reason behind this all, is uh, Coach Kelly. He is celebrating his 377th college football coaching game. Uh, career mm-hmm. uh, second second only to Mac Brown in in all-time active coach career wins good for him he's fantastic oh and just just so you know Irish have 13 Hall of Famers in the NFL Hall of Fame they're ranked number one so mr. Clayton it's a history of it's a program with history it is the gold standard for college football. Maybe, yes, it, it, you it, have it, your Alabamas and some other colleges. Uh, they they cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, Alabama is is, is not going to be the king much longer. A few more years. College football with that transfer portal business. College football is going to catch up with the Alabamas and the Clemson. Well, Clemson's already on the skids. You know, yeah. so Mr. Clayton. You have a great day today, and hey, the game is late. You could probably just kind of peek at the opening, maybe just sort of see what we're talking about, how great the Irish are becoming this season. They're gelling and forming at the right time. They'll probably, um, fingers crossed, but I believe they're going to run the table. Oh, yeah. Well, we've heard you say that before, and we've seen it not happen. I know, and I've been, I've been heartbroken, Mr. Clayton. Yeah, gone you, you, to the freezer for ice cream. I know. But not this year. Uh, you will. No, it's okay. So the game's at 4.30 on the Notre Dame Broadcast Channel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, why not? Take a break. Give, give yourself a, a, some, enjo- some enjoyment. And watch a yeah, fantastic, but if, if I if I if I you said give, give my in, give myself some enjoyment. Yeah, you said give myself enjoyment, but if I turn that on, I'm not going to enjoy. Well, Mr. Clayton, you're a football lover at heart. Yeah, I am. And, and although you you love the NFL, which is, you know I yeah. understand that. Uh, you should see who the next kids are that uh, are going to be going in, in the draft this spring from Notre Dame. Let me let me wait till the Senior Bowl. Let me wait till Declaration Day for the guys that are coming out. Let me wait till the Combine. That's well, when I'll see him. Well, you could see Hamilton, Kyle uh, Hamilton. He's the safety for Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. And he is ranked in the top. 
They're fighting over that kid to draft him, apparently. Oh, okay. yeah. uh, in a in a recently, you know, pre long time uh, draft uh, poll uh, yeah. for the NFL, he's in the top five. He's fantastic. Okay. He he is the next generational safety. Okay, well... I'll, oh, I'll... Mr. Clayton, cheer up! Come on, it's a beautiful day! Yeah. The Irish are going to whoop USC! How does it get better? I don't know! Uh, it gets better by not watching it. Hey, oh, thank Mr. you so much! Clayton, come on! Got, 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 got to go! Uh, have a great day! 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN, John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle.